Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. Uh, we're coming to you from Sugarland, Texas, Sugarland Baptist Church, uh, right outside Houston. Uh, not a happy sports town this week, but we won't deal with that here. We'll just say over here in this uh, corner, we're not pastors, we're regular guys, and we don't settle for regular Sunday school answers. This is a spiritual oasis. Uh, we like to talk about uh, stuff and uh, that's in the Bible, and we don't we don't believe there are uh, rude questions or impolite questions, and we all bring different backgrounds, but we're really all on a voyage to strengthen our faith, and we're we're glad to have you along with us. Uh, I'm Steve Titch. I'm a technology policy writer. I also play a little poker here and there. Uh, I'm filling in for our regular host and director, Bill Cox, who is somewhere in Michigan, uh, Dologiac, I believe. He's freezing, too. Uh, he's probably, <laughs> he probably is. Uh, but he's, we, 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 our thoughts with him, he's, he's, he's closing up uh, uh, some uh, business with his late father's estate uh, with his family, and that can always be a, a, a little difficult. Uh, I trust it's going well. I hope it's going well. So we're thinking of you, Bill, uh, and we hope you're on your way back soon. Also with me, uh, hey, we've got Robert Koshu, our corporate trainer and in-house theologian. Uh, Mike Cropper, our prosecutor, we call him the judge, and back with us after a few weeks, not only of, of out there uh, selling in North Texas and camping, but... Not only that, having a having a mishap just around the holidays, our deacon Kyle Trahan, and and let's start Kyle expert bicyclist, bicyclist. Tell us, tell us all about your your mishap. adventures. Adventures. Well, I was trying to keep up with Steve. I really didn't go flying. My attempts was less in the air than it was on the ground. Um, so yeah, just a kind of a crazy little set of events. Um, I was very fortunate that a client gave me a bicycle, you know, an old Lance, Ar Lance Armstrong style type of thing to give the visual. Um, hadn't ridden in, well, three knee surgeries in a long time. Anyway, um, decided I was going to, you know. Were those three knee surgeries from bicycles? No. No, okay. just over the years. Uh, so anyway, uh, put new rubber on the tires, was doing some tweaking <laughs> of the bike. We were getting ready for, for New Year's and all of that. So I was, I said, you know, she's taking a break. My break was to go on one little block around the neighborhood. I one made block. it. I, one, one, big, one big block in my neighborhood. Uh, we have 1,600 homes in our neighborhoods. So they're big blocks. But anyway. Um, I got about a third of a mile, and um, crazy circumstances, a dog came off of his leash and decided he wanted to run into the street and take me out. So, um, a couple of surgeries later... It was a chihuahua. And, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 
could have. Uh, hey, at least I would have squashed that little sucker. But instead, I didn't. All he did was bend my handlebars out of whack. But uh, anyway, so um, fun stuff. I'll what kind of dog what. was it? Yeah, yeah. Since uh, I since I made that rude comment during <laughs> presentation, it was a very gentle and non-aggressive pit bullish style. I don't know if it was a mix yeah. or full or, but he, or just what. He at the front of your bike. And not. Yeah, he, he was just really trying to run across the street. There was a lady walking her dog across the street, and he really just wanted to make friends is what it looked like. He was non-aggressive or anything else. Oh, wow. and, just and, a, and he got out of that okay. Uh, the dog. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, okay. it, it, that, that dog barely even know I hate him. Yes, no. The dog kind of licked the cow. What was that? <laughs> but, but you look great. You look, we, yeah, he's, you're, you're, I mean, he, he, came, um, he literally came almost dancing in here. That's right. Um, uh, yeah, so 12 days post-op uh, after two surgeries and almost a week in the hospital. Um, yeah, I got stitches or staples out yesterday mm -hmm. and out of the, the little splint mm -hmm. and sling and six, eight weeks of light duty stuff and I'll be back on the bike mm -hmm. and I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I, I will not go that same direction. I am going, but I did get in touch with the homeowner, very nice lady, and we're working through all that fun stuff. So, you know, hopefully there is still beauty in the mm -hmm. world and people that take responsibility for things that happen. Because, and insurance. Uh, <laughs> yes. Thank God for that. Which you were hitting at. Yes, so. yes. Uh, thank God for insurance. Oh, yeah. So, so, so guys, you're, uh, you're on notice. We, we may not be pastors, but it's soon going to be a qualification to be on this podcast. You have to break a bone. <laughs> <laughs> I only chipped one. Okay. Who's next? Yeah. I'm avoiding that one. Yes. So. Lord, please keep us all oh, safe. safe. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Steve, Steve mentioned bad sports. So, has Steve mentioned we're from coming to you live from Houston, home of the Houston Texans, the Houston Astros. And I had the unfortunate, uh, so if you've been listening for a while, you know I'm a big University of Houston fan, mm -hmm. uh, lead Cougar Red. And so my Monday night cap off was Houston star quarterback that redshirted this year has entered the transfer board. No. <laughs> so I ended up with the trifecta, actually, the sports <laughs> downers. I was like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> So, but I am going to put a plug in. The XFL football is fixing to start. So there is hope because Houston does have a team, the Houston Roughnecks. So there is okay. hope. <laughs> All right. We're, we're turning to uh, Colossians chapter 2, verses 8 through 15. We've been studying Colossians these past uh, uh, seven weeks. Um, it's we're going, practically going on, uh, verse by verse. It's a short letter, and we've got uh, 13 lessons out of this uh, letter. And, and I think we're going to hit one of the you know, one of the thematic points here. Uh, the the title of the study, which is published by uh, Baptist Way Press in the Connect 360 series, is called "The Fullness of Christ," and this lesson is called "Fullness in Christ." Um, it's it's. Um, we're gonna have well. We're gonna do. We're gonna do the reading twice. This uh, section of Paul, uh, he he was either on a roll or Timothy, who might have been taking dictation on this, didn't 
ask him to stop and take a breath. Uh, this is one of the most difficult sections uh, to get through, in part because, really, uh, I looked at this. In verses 9 through 14, um, those, those five or six verses, those are, there are two sentences. Uh, so we've got two practically run-on sentences here, and and uh, so we're gonna we're gonna read it from the NIV. Uh, then we're gonna look at it uh, at the in in um, in Eugene Peterson's uh, excellent translation uh, in the Message, uh, his uh, which which actually breaks it down into a lot more uh, sentences and drives the home point more clear. So. More traditionally, we'll look at it, but but yeah, we were having a little conversation beforehand. What do you yeah, think of this, Mike? <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, folks. When 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 whoever reads the first one, uh, the first section, uh, I assume will be the NIV, right? Yes. Uh, it looks to me like a lawyer has written it. Now, folks. If any of you know anything about contracts or any type of law, or have you read English? Did, just want to point out that Mike is an attorney. Yeah. <laughs> Disclaimer out there. <laughs> the uh, preamble to uh, legislative um, laws and things like that, they often take a hundred words to say what what you and I and Steve and Robert and, Eva and Kyle can say in five words, and most of you can say in five words. If you've ever read a contract, and even those can they they may take a thousand words to say what you can you and I can say in five words. Um, and, and that's what I was commenting about this because the first the first way that we read this is the NIV, and it's somewhat complex and somewhat convoluted in the when you read it. The message breaks it down, which is Steve was saying, and, and they were laughing because I said that. I said, it looks like to me like a lawyer wrote it, and Robert made the comment, well, Paul is a lawyer. He <laughs> studied as a very big-time Pharisee, mm-hmm. studied at, what, under Strudel, under, Gamaliel, under Gamal, or yeah, Gamal, and, he had, you know, member of the Sanhedrin, so he... He probably has a doctorate, what would well, be equivalent he, today, he, right? He, he, he would be well-rounded because he probably was a big student of Greek philosophy, he obviously was very schooled in Jewish law and tradition and yeah. religion, yeah. and probably just a well-read guy. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, folks, if, if you don't understand this first reading, wait till you get to the second one. We didn't either. And actually, do not, do not, I mean, uh, I, I was told, in fact, our, the, the, um, John Appeal, uh, who works as a chaplain um, at uh, Ben Taub uh, Hospital, uh, he led this lesson for us Sunday. He says that in seminary he was told that this, this, these verses are among the most difficult uh, to tra- that for translators. Translate. Um, and I think, and because Robert was telling me, it's because there's a lot yeah. of Greek well, words here that do not appear yeah. elsewhere. Yeah, and, right. and I, I did, when Steve sent me that, so I went looking a little bit, did a little research, and there are several words in here that don't appear anywhere else in the New Testament. Everybody's like, well, it's Greek. We know what it is. Not really. Um, the Greek that the New Testament was written in, what was called Koine Greek, which is a vernacular Greek. The easiest way I can think about it, if anybody has ever tried to go read anything that was written in Middle English, there's stuff you're going to recognize, but yeah, that's about as far as you're going to go with it. So it's very similar to that, Greek then versus Greek now. So so yep. get your breath control ready and use the NIV, <laughs> yeah. Robert. So NIV first. <laughs> See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. 
For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form, and in him you have been made complete. He is the head over all rule and authority, and in him you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands in the removal of the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised up with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your transgressions and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made you alive together with him, having forgiven us all our transgressions. Having canceled out the certificate of debt, consisting of decrees against us, which was hostile to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. When he had disarmed the rulers and authorities, he made a public display of them, having triumphed over them through him. All right. Thanks. Now that, and that was Colossians chapter 2, 8 through 15. Yep. Now, let's, let's see how uh, Peterson translated that. This is the same verses, Colossians 2, 8 through 15, in the message translation. Watch out for people who try to dazzle you with big words and intellectual double talk. They want to drag you off into endless arguments that never amount to anything. They spread their ideas through the empty traditions of human beings and the empty superstitions of spirit beings. That's not the way of Christ. Everything of God gets expressed in him so you can see and hear him clearly. You don't need a telescope, a microscope, or a horoscope to realize the universe without him. When you come when you come to him, that fullness comes together for you, too. His power extends over everything. Entering into this fullness is not something you figure out or achieve. It's not a matter of being circumcised or keeping a long list of laws. No, you're already in, insiders. Not through some secret initiation rite, but rather through what Christ has already gone through for you, destroying the power of sin. If it's an initiation ritual you're after, you've already been through it by submitting to baptism. Going under the water was a burial of your old life. Coming up out of it was a resurrection. God raising you from the dead as he did Christ. When you were stuck in your old sin-dead life, you were incapable of responding to God. God brought you alive right along with Christ. Think of it. All sins forgiven, the slate wiped clean, that old arrest warrant canceled and nailed to Christ's cross. He stripped all the spiritual tyrants in the universe of their sham authority at the cross and marched them naked through the streets. All right, thank you. And, and by the way, I'm, I'm just going to comment. I am a... You, I probably read this. I read the NIV. I read the message because Steve said, I probably read this in five different translations. Mm-hmm. And I, I am a huge, huge, huge believer in that. Uh, because these are simply, unless you read Koine Greek, and very few people actually do, even the pastors who went to seminary don't spend tons and tons of time doing Koine Greek. That, that's just not their day-to-day job. Pastor Taylor knows Greek. I guarantee he does. I guarantee you he does one translation of whatever scripture he's doing. He does some word study and he moves on. I may be wrong about that. If you're listening, Pastor Taylor, please correct me if I'm wrong. But they don't spend all that time reading and understanding it. Us, outside of a few keyword searches here and there, yeah, not at all. Read it in translations where it makes sense to you that you can do something with. I really like in the message the way it said... You don't need a, a, a telescope, a microscope, or a horoscope. <laughs> and I want to talk about those <laughs> for just a little bit. Throw it out there. Astrology. Bingo. Science. 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 And, and actually two levels of science. Because, very funny tonight. Because telescope looks outward 
to the heavens to try to see what there is to see out there, looking for God, as it were. Microscope. The microscope yeah. looks inside, <laughs> trying to look inside to find God, and then yeah, the horoscope's the whole astrology thing, trying to find God in mm-hmm. some other realm. And, but and, yeah, but but that's he, he. Paul pretty much he picks he picks up on what Paul writes in in the in in verse eight of you know relying on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world which was as much a you know a, a, a backhanded slam at um, the the mystics of the time yep. as you know saying horoscopes would today because in many ways it was the the same astrology the same idea of of, of mystic universal right. influences the elemental well and, and it's funny Kyle mentioned I think it was Kyle mentioned the Jubilee Bible Translation. Somebody mentioned the Jubilee translation had a really good spin on it too. <laughs> and verse eight, just verse eight in there. Be careful that nobody spoils your faith through intellectualism or high-sounding nonsense. <laughs> Such stuff is at best founded on men's idea of nature <laughs> of the world and disregards Christ. <laughs> where, where did that come from? The Jubilee. Jubilee. Oh, <laughs> oh the Phillips, Phillips translation. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Phillips translation. <clears throat> the, he says. Um, Again, going back to your first line, uh, see that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy. Folks, evolution is one of those things. It sounds phenomenal. Darwin has been the, the key to describing the way this world began, right? Other than the Big Bang Theory has been accepted for so long by so many people. That to me is a deceptive philosophy. Uh, what you know, say? I would argue with you because I don't think, I don't think it's incompatible and I and I it's it's did you, the, did you, you, like, from, you may like it or not you may like it or not but everything we discover in the natural world in the natural world points well un, un, points to evolution as being a very strong process a very it's a very strong theory and it and almost every branch of science has you know the observations we find point to it. Um, I can tell you, and evolution can tell you when that spark of humanity broke in. And we're kind of, we're kind of getting off track. So, but but I would I would say so spark. I don't see it as as incompatible. And I can't. I find I find it difficult because evolution. Um, the facts that we know about observations we made in the world fit the theory very well. Well, clearly, things do evolve, Steve. I'll agree <laughs> with you on that. For instance, if I cut my, cut my arm, it'll heal mm-hmm. itself. To me, that's a form of evolution, and that's a, that's an improvement. And uh, and and sometimes uh, that, that's that's not a, really that's not not the, really that's evolution, not but evolution. But you evolution can, I can is, connect that with evolution. Okay, evolution is because you heal the way you heal, and that and that healing process, the way it works, evolved over time. We don't. We other animals can regenerate completely. You know, can yes. regenerate yeah. tails and that's and whatever. That's another view. And that's, that's a form of evolution. Um, I, I but I, but but really, what 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 evo- and, and evolution is basically the theory of of of. Um, with evolution through natural selection, that 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 traits will traits that either appear through mutation, usually through mutation, and uh, create a better uh, a better chance for survival will will be passed down, this, and this and different species survive. will evolve from that. Um, but 
but let, let, let's, let's, okay. let's get off. Let's, let's get, get back, let's to, back to get there. back to what I thought. I appreciate that. That tangent though goes back to the the first line here from from our author. Uh, yes. Humans hunger for value and significance, <laughs> and have an unquenchable yes. desire to know more, do more, and be more. And you know, just the mm-hmm. hypothesis and the mm-hmm. the branching that out. I was talking about it earlier. We're watching the news, and oh, you know, polar ice caps—they're melting away faster mm-hmm. than they ever have. And we're we just had, uh, according to the news, the high, hottest decade on hottest record. January, mm-hmm. hottest decade. January. Oh, decade, oh, okay. Okay. on this record. Sad. And last okay. year was the hottest year, whatever, and blah blah blah. Well, you know, I was just telling Sarah, you know, my wife. I said, you know, it just baffles my mind aren't these the same scientists that are saying this the ones that talk about however many billions of years ago we had the ice ages I well, well i don't know my history we're going to have actually, a new ice age but we're warming now but i mean the thing <laughs> is is that there's these trends that they've talked about forever well, climate but, change is always happening. That's the on the news yesterday. Can you? We must stop climate change. You can't stop climate change because it's always changing. Right. And, you know. The, the point is, do you do you get do you want to get to a situation where you where where things become difficult for to support life? Yes, that's the the idea. Or and and. Uh, you know, but again, but, yeah, but go back to you. You were well, doing this in the context uh, of, yeah. of a hunger for well, value. Of but it's to know more. And mm-hmm. that's just, to me, it's, it's the banter. It's the, the, um, you know, the back mm-hmm. and forth. It's how we learn the mm-hmm. art of debate, which is most of what we do in this room. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, we're it's, it's, on similar <laughs> mindsets in the debate. But, you know, the art of debate is being able to look at Steve and mm-hmm. say, well, I don't typically agree with you on this subject. But let's talk it out, and maybe you can convince me. It's, let's face it; it's not logical that God came to Earth, right? Oh, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Right. It's not logical. I mean, that's let's the point. Let's go to that. That's yeah, the that's point that's... in that that. Bit. But but I think I think to, right. to round it on, basically, give what we're talking about some put it into where we're where the lesson going is is Paul's point is none of that is going to give you satisfaction. And, and, and none yes. of that is going to do anything fundamentally for your soul. I'm, I'm, yes, to me, I, don't, I, I, I accept. To me, evolution. Well, to, yeah. to put it, yeah. Evolution is yeah. science, and it answers a lot of questions, and it might tell me where I came from. It's not gonna. It's not gonna tell me anything about eternity. Mm-hmm. Um, and what what uh, what Paul is saying here? One is that your everything you know everything about that is going to be less than fulfilling. There's only one thing that's fulfilling, and that is Christ, is that Christ Jesus, and 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 the fact that he he basically paid for your sins, and that's. That's not logical. Well, and, and, that's and, what you're and, and, yeah, and it's not like you're not going to find logic. But, but, but that's we his, his point. His point. Don't look for the logic. Accept the, the mystery. I mean, that's what Colot, we've been talking that's about correct. last week. He says yes. that yes. is the mystery. But that's he said, but he actually goes back and says, but it has been revealed. You look. He basically points to you know well, indirectly at least yeah. to Let, the old. Let's Testament. go back to the original intent. I'm going to yes. use law term. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> oh you're going. Uh, 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 <laughs> sorry, I had to do it. Um, of where, okay. where Paul was going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He wrote this entire letter to a church that he didn't found, mm-hmm. that he was aware of because people he ministered and discipled had founded the church. 
to fight what we think was a early form of Gnosticism. So mm-hmm. when yes. Paul is sitting there going mm-hmm. and telling people, hey, look, don't pay attention. And, and, and in reality, the first one is good. I, I, I'll, I'll do Robert's translation of this. Robert's mm-hmm. translation is, why are you listening to those idiots that are talking a bunch of nonsense when you know it's not true? Because <laughs> that's really what he's saying here. You know, he's saying these guys are talking a bunch of... Because the Gnostics said that Jesus came, but wasn't a real body. He was kind of a ghost floating around, not just after the resurrection, but like the whole time. <laughs> and, and, and to disciples who had eaten with Jesus, who had saw Jesus sleep and be tired. You know, I, I don't picture Jesus sitting in the boat with the disciples going... Hovering. Yeah, hovering. <laughs> and, and I mean, I can't... I mean, how many of you guys Good. sit and watch, you know, I'm guilty of it at 8.30 or later in the evening. I have to be very careful which chair I sit in, or I'll be sitting mm-hmm. there with the mm-hmm. agreement moments going with what's going on on the TV. You know... I imagine they saw Jesus in those moments, you know, where he was obviously tired and he's nodding off because he's tired and sleepy. We know they saw him angry. That's for you sure. know, we we know they saw him sad. You know, shortest mm-hmm. verse in the Bible: Jesus wept mm-hmm. when he's told Lazarus has passed away. You know, <clears throat> and so to he the ain't. oh yeah. <laughs> Well, better than that. He, he drank wine. He partied. He partied. He, partied. he, partied. he, he made wine. Yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, he, he literally did everything. So that kind of a philosophy to a disciple who had been with Jesus, mm-hmm. and Paul never had. There's a lot of theories that Paul probably knew who Jesus was, mm-hmm. though. I mean, beyond the whole road to Emmaus experience, mm-hmm. that he probably was aware of Jesus. And there's a good shot that Paul was probably involved in Jesus' trial just based on what we know mm-hmm. about Paul and the timeline and everything. So Paul knew Jesus was a physical person. So mm-hmm. knowing that, you have to remember that this is where it started. And so when he's saying, don't be captured by the stupid philosophy, and then Colossia was kind of a crossroads town at the time. It was kind of on the downward side. And a lot of times when towns go down, weird things can form in them. You know, as you go through, think back to Detroit in the mid-60s when mm-hmm. it started its decline. Black Panthers, a lot of other things came out of Detroit in that area. And so you end up with a lot of those kind of, you'll end up with weird philosophies and stuff. But on the, and on the and other side of this, yeah. addressing this as well, um, was, the, was the, 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 the Jews who were saying, no, you still had to follow and obey the laws of the, the Mosaic laws, mm-hmm. um, and which you know, um, Colossae and Laodicea were not too far from Galatia. Right. For those for those for quick geography, uh, Laodicea and Colossae were kind of in the western part of what is now mm-hmm. Turkey. Galatia is around the central part, but it was all pretty close together. Of course, in the Galatians, uh, in the Galatians letter, Paul writes specifically about. Uh, about the question of circumcision, essentially, right. because Judaizers, as they were called, said you still had to be circumcised before you can be a Christian, and and and, and that is, and he, and he uses circumcision several times, both literally and figuratively, here in this passage. 
But the idea, and this is really it come down, it comes down also to this fundamental uh, thing he's writing, and, it's, and it picks up. It's through his letters, Galatians, Romans, is that there is no prerequisite, uh, and there's nothing you have to do to be saved other than accept the gift of the crucifixion. And and I'm and and. Peterson puts it in great terms. Right, he actually makes it even stronger and brings out what Paul writes: "Your sins have were nailed to the cross." The, the what he, he writes is the the uh, the warrant is canceled. That's what Peterson writes, and that's exactly what Paul says here in uh, in in lawyers. He says he's can, <laughs> this is great. The NIV. He's canceled out the certificate of debt. There is, if, if you want to take away this, there's something you can plainly understand because we still have mortgages, we still have promissory notes, we still have credit card statements. It's as if, it's as if you got a credit, you, you, you're, you're $10,000 in debt and suddenly you get a statement in the mail. This is paid. And you don't know, you don't have to do anything. No, do, 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 I, do you mean I have to give you back an installments for the next 20 years? No, it's done. It's done. Um, and and that that is that is that is what this is all about. It's done. And no, and he says, and no, you don't have to. You don't have to do any. If you want to do something, he says, be baptized because it's symbolic. The ba- and and, we, yeah. and and here in this church, in the Baptist church, I'm sure that's a big favorite. In fact, the words they use during a baptism, um, buried in Christ and raised, are, are is come right out of this out of this letter. Uh, but even Paul says, if you want to do it, do it. He's, he's there is no there is no Christ plus. Yep, as we get in, and it's interesting because you look at it from that perspective as you think about it, and maybe when we get back from our break, mm-hmm. let's 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 go to the other side. Yes. Let's start talking mm-hmm. about the second half of this. Okay, um, we'll be back right after this. You are listening to the Man Up Podcast, spiritual oasis for men. Just like any muscle, we feel the faith muscle must be exercised. And here we do it real authentic, the Man Up way. Not pastors, just regular guys, each on a unique spiritual journey. Thanks for joining us. Deep questions and discussions you won't hear anywhere else, especially in today's climate. Missed an episode? They are archived. Free for you to select on SoundCloud. We come to you from the Man Up Studios at Sugarland Baptist Church, Sugarland, Houston, Texas, in the United States. Have a question or comment, or want to book a speaker or group and have Man Up come to you? Contact us on our Facebook page, Gigmasters, or WMACox at Comcast.net. And now, back to fellows of Man Up. We're back. We're discussing Paul's letter to the Colossians. We're in chapter 2, verses 8 through 15, where he is discussing the completeness, the fullness of Christ, uh, that Christ is all you need. Um, so let's keep talking about that. Robert's well, got a point well, to me. And, and I, I, I liked what you started with, because if you date this letter to AD 60... It's at least 15 years since the whole Council of Jerusalem where they had the big <laughs> argument and settled it that no, the Jews don't have to be circumcised, that the non-Jews don't, the Gentiles don't have to be circumcised. They have to abstain from sexual immorality and they can't eat meat and sacrifice to idols. But other than that, <laughs> you know, 
They have to basically live some good, clean lives, basically. Mm -hmm. Not go out sinning. Mm -hmm. And other than that, that's like the only requirement here, other than accepting Christ. And I think, I find it interesting that that keeps coming back. And, and here's some fun conversation. And it keeps coming back today. And circling back around. It's not circumcised anymore, because, you know, that just isn't a thing. <laughs> or it is a thing, but it's not a thing. But it, it's not something that's brought up <coughs> anymore. But what is brought up? We have to follow the rules. And you can't do this. And you can't do that. And you have to not do this. And you better do that. And you better do this. And you better follow this. And so all those million rules there. <coughs> how many rules do they have? 600 and something? <laughs> yeah, Pharisees. You know, so essentially you're saying they didn't have to follow. Yeah. In those. You know, which had just gotten <laughs> crazy at the time. You know, I mean, Jesus uh, went against all of those rules just mm -hmm. to piss them mm -hmm. off. Yeah. I mean, and, in so many ways, that's what he did. So, and and, you know. and then yes, and then what we're saying is that then we came along and made up another six hundred and four. Yeah, we did, and we did, <laughs> and and we did. And if you look about it, to our detriment in so many ways, because how many people have we turned away from the church and away from Christ? Because you Christians are crazy. <laughs> well, I see it on on Cora all the time. I like that stuff. But people people ask questions. So, what do I have to do now that I become a Christian? <laughs> you know, what what prayers do I? What must I do every day? What must I, and and it's not it's not a must. I mean, we've talked about spiritual disciplines. We've talked about the need to pray, to meditate. To last last week, we we're talking about corporate worship. Those are all important. But I, I'm going to put it. There's no. There's no requirements. Prerequisites. There's no secret yeah. knowledge. This is the other. There's another thing uh, uh, that that you know what what you know. There, there are no layers. This isn't the Freemasons, where you every so often you're you're granted another degree of membership where you learn something. It's all it's all here in the Bible. And as you see, someone like Eugene Peterson is certainly free to uh, do a, a a certainly a, a knowledgeable and um, Accurate translation, but in modern terms, uh, you can go read Saint Augustine if you want. You can go to a, you can you can enroll in a seminary if you want. Uh, but there's no there's no at no point are you taken inside a room and where you learn something that nobody else does. There's no. But but getting back to what Robert's saying, there's people who in the Christian church, in in churches, in de denominations, who insist on putting on. Putting in these various types of layers or ordinances or or, or 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 whatever, and I think it's something of a human nature to do that. It can't be. I, th I think the response is, and maybe it goes back to this this time here at the classes. It can't be that easy. That's that kind of. Wait a minute. It can't be. I don't have to do anything. And on the on on one end. It's like, oh, it can't be this easy. But on the other end, there's a human pride. You mean, you mean I can't do anything that, no matter how hard I work, I can't save myself. Which is, which is the other, which is the flip side of this. You cannot work your way into heaven. We cannot work to paradise, or you cannot work your own way into salvation. You, it's, it's that that debt has to be paid. That debt is insurmountable. Well, you gave the perfect example mm -hmm. about the first, first for mm -hmm. verse eight. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. well, that's one of the philosophies that we we uh, we entertain today, and even in cults are quite active today. By the way, too, we're talking about that. Uh, pardon me, we have not talked about. But I have some comments on that. But uh, what you just stated was that you cannot work your way in into the Christian salvation or salvation through Christ. Uh, you're absolutely correct, and that's one of the favorite things. Uh, another favorite statement by several religions is, we all are serving the same God. Mm-hmm. Just a different prophet. It's true. I developed that because I actually uh, said it's true. that to me today. I mean, we have, I mean, different, I mean, I would say, but I would say Christianity, I mean, yes, it's, Christianity certainly is the, is the only religion that, that preaches that God actually became human well, yes. lived among us mm-hmm. um, and actually uh, and, and and you could argue that that both along with Christianity Judaism and Islam have a personal God uh, a God mm-hmm. that that their texts say is knowable um, I think in terms of in terms of Christianity I think they is the, the strongest the strongest revelation is there uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah but, no, but in, in, in the Eastern religions those are there's there's belief there's there's theology but the, the God is not a personal God the God mm-hmm. is not necessarily a saving God the God exists it, it is superior and I, I don't know much about it, but I, I do know you enough to say that, that you cannot have a personal exactly. relationship fact, to, personal. to a Hindu this what yeah. we're talking about is rather if you're in India I happen mm-hmm. to know I, I mm-hmm. did a lot of training with a group of Indian engineers Soft skill training to boot, mm-hmm. that was lovely and fun. Mm-hmm. But they, we were talking about different things, and they would tell me, uh, my parents have all their idols at the house. Mm-hmm. They're what? Little mm-hmm. statues that they all mm-hmm. prayed to. They do. Yeah. Well, and, elephants yeah. or whatever. Yeah. There are several. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was <laughs> like, wow, okay. Um, but yeah, but, it, it, but it, it's even within, so putting that aside, okay, even within Christianity, I think sometimes we keep wanting to put Jesus and mm-hmm. with it. Jesus and be at church, be at Sunday school, be at good works, good works, like do things. Yeah. And, and it's the opposite. And, and I'll, I'll do the analogy again. When you come to Christ, your life is a glass of water. And the water is the world. And you take Christ and you start dropping marbles in. So you accept Christ. So you drop a pretty good chunk of marbles in right then. And then as you start doing more things, going to church, worshiping, quiet time every day, studying scripture, going to Sunday school, doing those good works, the marbles keep accumulating and you start squeezing the water out. So you squeeze the world out because you're adding Christ in as you go through it. And so as you do that, it's more not a command to do because of. It's a you want to do because of. And it's the opposite of what everyone makes it out to be. You're not being made to do stuff. You you should want to do stuff so that you can grow in Christ. You know, for touch on what Steve was saying a little while ago, is that you don't have to know anything. There's no prerequisite. Well, you do have to know that, you know, Christ is your Savior, mm-hmm. and you have to accept that. But, you know, it, to me, when you were saying that, it, it takes me to that deathbed kind of a, con, you know, conversion. At that point, I mean, they, they only know what they've heard, what they believe at that moment. And 
there is no prerequisite right there. You, you don't have no time to, I'm going to go to seminary. I'm going to study up on that Bible thing. You have moments, you have seconds, you have minutes, you have hours, I, whatever that is. You know, one person comes to pray with you in the hospital and you finally are touched that you're, you've had a hardened heart your entire life, Pharaoh. You know, and you could never see, man, Robert, Steve, they've been talking to me, those suckers, for 50 years. Mike comes in, talks to me, and I'm about to go to surgery that I'm never going to come out of. I don't know that. He doesn't know that. But he says, you know, I'm going to pray with you. And all of a sudden, right there in that one moment, I say, that's powerful stuff. You know, maybe Mike has had a grip on reality. And those other two suckers, maybe. I'm still off on, you know, those two guys. But, you know, Mike's had something. I really feel the, the love or whatever is felt by that person right at that moment. There is no other prerequisite to know the love of Christ and accept that into your heart. You're done. That's all that has to be done. We have an instance of that on the cross, don't we? And what you're telling us that it would yeah. be good if you know Christ for a long period of time and can study about him, but uh, Jesus uh, talked to one of the persons that was crucified with him on the cross, a criminal, and told him... Uh, well, he said that Christ, in fact, was was a prophet, a son of God, and uh, he recognized it and told the other criminal that was crucified with Christ. Right? He said, uh, "He said you shouldn't be making fun of him because he is put on the cross and he has done nothing wrong." And he uh, he recognized who Christ was, and Christ told him that today he would be with him in paradise. Right? Yeah. Is, uh, I need to know nothing more. My father, had the, he had a big problem with this. This is one of his, a, a stumbling block. He would, And I remember, you know, all, all the time I was growing up, now, it wasn't necessarily that he was not a church-going person. He didn't go to church as much as my, my mom did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, he would often say that was his big issue, uh, that uh, a person could be bad do bad things be evil all all his all his or her life all his life and 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 I'll preface by saying this you know these deathbed confessions are romantic but I don't think they happen that often but but his his beef was that a person could be pretty bad all their life kill people yet right before they die they can make a confession and be saved. Now we have to assume the, the the confession is heartfelt, but that's that's true. That's true of, of Christianity. True, that's know, yeah. that's what the belief is. That's God's um, forgiveness versus man's forgiveness. Well, man does not forgive the man on Jesus's mm-hmm. side that easily. Mm-hmm. He's up on that cross mm-hmm. for a stinking reason. He just killed whatever. Mm-hmm. He's up there for a reason. Now, God forgave him right there on the mm-hmm. spot, and that tells us that that can happen. You know, mm-hmm. But man is going to sit there mm-hmm. still well after they're dead and taken off that cross and still able to say, he was wrong. I saw him do it. And that's man's non-forgiveness. Much well, harder for us. No, you're right. It and, is. And you're correct. I, two different translations <clears throat> we read gave us two different pictures of it. Uh, the NIV says, having canceled, canceled out our certificate of debt, consisting of decrees against us, which was hostile to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. 
So the way to think, the way I think about that is, is in reality, we're really looking at what God did is he, it's, he walked up to you and said, hey, your mortgage, here's a check, it's paid off. You're done. Don't worry about it. And then in the message, here, and I have to find the exact verse again. Well, harder to find in the message is the only. Yeah, the warrant number. The slate is wiped clean. Yeah, the slate <laughs> is wiped clean. Ah, there it is. That old arrest warrant canceled and nailed to Christ's cross. Right. And that is even a better one because, Mike, do arrest warrants get canceled that often? <laughs> I'm guessing no. not until they get picked <clears throat> up and totally get arrested. To the judge. An officer may get a, something after it gets found out. Yeah. You, you know, but, but it's the same thing. You know, it's two different pictures, you know, one monetary, one civil, but the intent is the same there, and that's in reality what Christ did, you know. And, yeah. I, and, and what I find more interesting is both translations make a point of he nailed it to the cross. Um, last year, Kyle helped me remember when we did our Stations of the Cross here at the church. I know we've done it at Disciple Now before where we have people write their sins, mm-hmm. fold them up mm-hmm. on a piece of paper, and then nail them. Physically, you know, get a hammer, get a nail, and nail them to a cross. Mm-hmm. You know, it has, a, has just a way of memorializing or thinking through, and that's really a good picture. Yeah. The, you know, the, the old statement is Jesus didn't need the nails or the ropes or anything to hold him on the cross. Because our sin would have held him and his love for us would have held him on that cross through this. Let's talk about something uh, that you read earlier, the guys read earlier, and uh, you alluded to it. uh, In verse 11, Paul says, And in him, of course it's Christ, you're also circumcised with a circumcision made without hands. And and Steve, I believe you mentioned that. Circumcision obviously was was a covenant that God gave to Abraham which said, if you will circumcise your males, this is a covenant I'm making with you to show that I am your God, and you are a God of Israel. Or, I mean, at that time, it wasn't Israel yet, but he, he says, I am a friend of yours. And he made the covenant of circumcision. Now, obviously, Paul's not talking about the, the covenant of circumcision physically on the body. He says, you're made with a circumcision made without hands in the removal of the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. So what what is he removing here in the body? Is he removing the, the sin from the body? I think that's what it, I think right. that's what it is. I think there that's is a, but there's also that, you know, the I mean it's it's, it's, it's one of his it's he, I, I think he mixes a lot of metaphors here unfortunately. I do too. Um yes, because yes. yeah or or he's he's an attorney. Well Paul got on a roll and yes. Timothy forgot um, to <laughs> forgot to tell him to breathe or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. He just started writing. Uh, when I wrote here and, and, and y'all can see if you agree. When I when you accept Christ, he separates your body from your spirit. Okay? They then separates your spirit from sin, right? And then having been buried with him in baptism, in which we are also raised up with him. And I'm just writing. Yeah, I'm, go ahead, writing. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking things through. Mm-hmm. Right? With him through faith in the working of God and raised him from the dead. So when we are baptized, our spiritual body and our physical body are buried with Christ and resurrected through faith. Faith. God, however, raised Jesus from the dead, and the same power flows through us 
when we accept him and also our charges are dismissed and wiped clean as you said so to me when you when you were when he comes into your life and you're you do the water baptism is symbolic that he separates your body and your spirit then he removes the sin from both of them and both of them come up completely new out of the water that that's as good an explanation of the process maybe not literal because you, you're still alive but that's we you don't hear the term born again christian any much anymore it was yeah. used to be in the 70s but we used to use it yeah, used to, but that's yeah. that's what this that's what this is I and mean, we and um this is the i this is where the idea of born again or the term comes from because it is it is a rebirth it is born born into the spirit of just what we never use the word circumcised. Yes, we never use yeah, and which is but <laughs> that's, that's why I think that's what we're doing. This idea of a change of something yes, being that removed. had to have been a a downward spiral for the church trying to recruit new members. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yeah, just stop saying that. that. Yeah. And don't burn it all. Don't <laughs> worry. Yeah. You got this. Uh, we'll get you a little wine in the back. No worries. <laughs> But, but yeah, but it, but it's the idea that we've always tried to put, and even back then, we always tried to have Jesus and. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think that Jesus and is what kills the church every time. Mm-hmm. The church can get to a certain point, and then the Jesus and comes in, <sighs> and the church starts to decline. So you're saying there, we always want to add something else to make our salvation. Mm-hmm. Because because, we, because, just because part of it is I don't think we as human beings can truly accept Christ. I mean, we can accept Christ in our heart and be forgiven for our sin, but we have a really hard time rationalizing that sacrifice being free. You know, especially here in Western culture, because you know, without costs, some condition, it, yeah. it costs something for everything. <laughs> you know, but this is something. this is where you know the. It is a as 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 Paul writes elsewhere a stumbling block to Gentiles. Um, then you realize what amazing what an amazing God there is. Yeah. I mean, and and that's maybe maybe going back to what you're saying. Definitely, in I think in Christianity, in Judeo Christianity, there is certainly that tradition. This is the only God that actually wants that goes out of his way to seek a relationship with. Humans with people on, placed it on, placed it on the God incarnate. This is what God did for you, because God wants to know you. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm too like a priest, but that's it. Oh, God wants to know me. I'm going to put it more personal. God wants to know me so badly that He is going to take away the 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 barrier of sin. Um. That keeps that 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 basically keep that 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 keeps me from that relationship that we created yeah. that we created right? that we created. That's what's so amazing. That's funny, we, right? we got a, we got a, that we created. We we put up a boundary, and then he wants to reconcile yes. with us again and mm-hmm. again and again. again. Mm-hmm. And he tries numerous times throughout mm-hmm. our life to get our mm-hmm. attention right yep. and draw us to him. And we turn our heads so many times, many times. Not Robert. He's been he's been a Christian since oh, he was born. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> but me, nineteen years old. God will chase you. I've turned away many, many times. But, but anyway, you no, know, he tries and tries and tries to call us to him and, uh, and and bring us there. And I think you know, as we start thinking about the end, you know, it really is about 
understanding that that fullness of Christ brings us to a loving relationship with God, that God cared enough to bring himself here so that we wouldn't be fooled by endless stupid philosophies that look Mm -hmm. outward, inward, and to something else. That we really are called to be part of him and in him as we go through. Any closing thoughts on this side? I'm kind of, kind of the gospel is very simple. This cropper, and, uh, <laughs> Christ died for our sins, rose from the dead, and when we accept Him as Savior, He comes and lives in us, and He guides and directs our path. and And Steve hit it so aptly uh, a while ago, saying, "You know, it's really about God the Father, who has reached out to us." Uh, and he wants to know us so much uh, from the very beginning. If you read Genesis, uh, he created man to have someone to companion with and and to talk with. And and, and he will. He gave the most valuable thing in the universe in order to reconcile us back to him after we blew it. Right, <laughs> Stephen. Stephen said that so aptly a while ago, and that simply he gave his son for us try to bring us back to know him as Savior after we put up a wall, after we blew it through sin. Robert, tell us about social media. How can how can people respond to this and argue yeah. with us? Uh, yeah. <laughs> argue with us. <laughs> Debate. 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 I like that. I like, yeah. Debate with um, us. So you can find all of, a, all of our links and everything on our website at www. .manupspiritualoasis.com. We do have a blog post coming soon. Steve was very gracious and wrote a great blog. And now it's up to me to figure, remember how to get into our website to make up. <laughs> um, wonders of technology. So you lose your, uh, when you lose your home computer and all your favorites and everything were saved, it's hard to find the right website to get into to do things again <laughs> um, without calling help tech support. Um, so you can find all of us there, including links to our Facebook page, Man Up Spiritual Oasis, our Twitter feed, Man Dash Up Spiritual Oasis, and of course you can always find all of our podcasts on iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, and iTunes. I always forget iTunes. Now, now Robert is telling you these things, folks, and I'm going to tell you how I get in there. I Google, I Google Man Up Spiritual Oasis, and it goes to the website. That's Excellent. easy. Excellent. It is that that's easy. Yeah, that that's it. I back in. Facebook. <laughs> you put it up on Facebook. Right. So, really, come see us. It's, we're very easy to get. <laughs> we're very easy. And, 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 and we, hope you, we, we hope you, too, are, are inspired. We, we urge you to, uh, to read the Bible, to, to, to learn what's in the Bible, learn what, what uh, for yourself, uh, God's message for you, his yearning for relationship with you. Uh, if don't you're the book near, of John, don't Spartan with Colossians. <laughs> if you're, if you're near, uh, yes, um, it's a lot easier. Uh, if you're near, certainly, certainly check out a church near you, a Bible-based church. Uh, and uh, we, we are, we, we believe in men's ministry. We didn't talk too much on this podcast, but we believe men are leaders. Uh, find a men's ministry at your local church, and uh, if you, if there isn't one, well, start one up. Uh, be a leader. Uh, Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. This has been Man Up. You've been listening to Man Up. You've got answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Dedicated to the uncommon man. Created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. 
contact us on Facebook under Man Dash Up. Post questions and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.